Hello, and welcome back to Breakaway with Dawn and Friends. Today, I have Miss Claudia again. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Dawn. Thank you for having me today. It's such a pleasure, as always. Yes, thank you. Today, I asked you back because I feel I have a hot topic, which is, is blood thicker than water? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) With your background... (laughs) I I feel we are equipped to have this conversation. Um, Obviously, I will speak from only my experience. So these will always be my opinions and experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So and then you can speak from the professional aspect, of course. (laughs) So thank you um, for having um, for for coming on today. Um, So I want to have this conversation because In general, I do feel, um, for me, blood is not thicker than water. And that's from my experiences as starting from childhood up until even even now. And I feel people, because of their connections to these people, whether they're family or like family friends for many, many, many years, Mm -hmm. they keep these toxic relationships because they feel they have to. Possibly, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my mom, that's my brother, my sister, my cousin, my friend of 20 years, whatever it is, I feel people feel that they have to keep that relationship because of who they are or their, you know, Mm -hmm. how they're tied together. Um, And I I don't agree with that. Um, So I would like to shed some light on this. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. I want people just to learn how to, it's okay to create boundaries ultimately is what I want out of this. You know, it doesn't matter who they are. So that's kind of like where I want to go with this conversation. Yeah. I like that, Don. I think that's, this is a great topic to have. And again, um, just shed light, right? Because a lot of times you're right. A lot of times in the practice, in the work that I do, I find myself having conversations all the time about people um, feeling obligated mm-hmm. at times, right? To to have this close connection with, you know, their one of their parents, right? Who um, isn't necessarily uh, hasn't been emotionally available to them throughout their life, right? And there's so much difficulty around that and making peace with it or making mm-hmm. amends with that and not. Understanding that, like you said, setting a boundary, right? Mm -hmm. A healthy boundary and around that and not feeling that I do have to continue to have this quote unquote toxic relationship with this person because they are, for example, my parent, my brother, Mm -hmm. my sister, my Mm -hmm. friend of 20 years, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel family feels entitled. They have this entitlement. Well, that's my sister, you know, or, you know my niece, I don't know, whatever the the connection is. And then friends that, you know, well, we've been friends for 20 years. They take that for granted. Right. So um, I I think it's, it's okay to, to, Mm -hmm. you know, elevate your standards. Right. Right. Be aware, Mm -hmm. you know, be aware, reflect on your values and your standards that you're setting for your life. And then, you know, take inventory. Right. And you know what? That's great because you essentially 
are being or trying to connect with yourself and where you're at, right? Which is important. And typically, a lot of times we focus on, okay, how do I protect this relationship so that I can continue to be liked or continue to be loved or continue Mm. to be in this circle of whatever connection that I have? And you have to ask yourself, am I really happy though? If I continue Mm -hmm to engage in this relationship or this connection that does that no longer serves its purpose, then is that healthy for me? Right. So I know it sounds a little bit, you know, maybe a a difficult thing to grasp and that you're trying to identify, like putting yourself first, right. That's not a Mm -hmm. selfish act. In fact, that is something that we, we all should do is your connection starts within yourself first, right? Before you have other healthy connections with others. Yeah. And I feel, I think people hear this all the time and it gets understated, like, and you know, connecting with yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, having you feel better about yourself only makes you a better daughter, mother, wife, Mm -hmm. friend, sister. And I think that uh, people don't realize that. So like, when you're with those family members, it's very, it can be toxic and they're not bringing the best out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, and they tolerate it because it, it is their family, but I'm sorry. I just, blood is not thicker than water for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I like to call certain friends of mine, my selective family members because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've selected them as my close unit. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter that we're not blood. And I cherish them as if they were my sister, my mom, my brother, my, you know, because they have been there for me, supported me, see me for me, um, take the good and the bad, all of those great things, you know, Um, but ultimately they're there for me and they don't have that like entitled Right. Attitudes. There's certain expectations, right? Yes, that there you go. Because yeah. you come with the title of being my daughter or the title of being my, you know, friend of 20 years. Therefore, the expectation is this, right? right. Is that you be there for me, regardless of what we've been through that maybe hasn't been the best relationship. So it's okay, right? It's okay to set boundaries around that and say, you know, I, I don't, I choose to no longer put you first or put this unhealthy relationship first. Right. Yes. So how would you like, let's say like immediate family. So there's mom or dad or brother or sister. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, and since that, you know, you, you're, you're licensed with um, marriage and family. Right. Mm -hmm. So you must deal with this a lot, but for those of us that don't have um, the luxury of therapy, like mm-hmm. if someone came in, let's say a mother and daughter, because I feel that's, that's, you see that a lot, that that's very common, right? Oh, it doesn't matter. But anyways, let's say mom and, and daughter. Okay. Um, and the mom, like, oh goodness, is just always tearing that child down. Mm-hmm. At least that's how the child feels. I, I don't want to say that, you know, if the child feels that the mom is just always negative, always finding something to, you know, nitpick. And they're just, they never really have good moments together. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's her mom. She's not going to cut her out of her life, but yeah. can you suggest how she can, you know, be, have peace and setting boundaries and what type mm-hmm. of boundaries can she set with a mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I would definitely start by 
trying to gauge more insight on the daughter and mother relationship, right, is coming from a more curious standpoint and helping the daughter perhaps gauge, right, where the mom is coming from. So maybe a little bit of history on mom's upbringing and figuring out like why mom comes, you know, comes across as very controlling or the need to take oversight of her daughter's life for whatever reason that may be. Mm-hmm. And when you come from that approach of curiosity, it helps you um, establish empathy towards that person, right? So the daughter in some way displays some kind of empathy towards the parent. Um, and what I mean by that is is not necessarily meaning that you're going to, you know, I don't know, um, down to moms or mm-hmm. say, exactly mm-hmm. or accept. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Accept the mom for the way they are, but more so like, okay, I could see that my mom has her own abandonment issues or my, my mom has struggled mm-hmm. with depression or whatever it is that she may be experiencing mm-hmm. to help the daughter gain more insight. And I think one of the, the useful conversations always comes from that is teaching my client in that case, the daughter is helping the daughter uh, utilize her voice, right? Through a form of expression yes, and indicating and telling mom exactly what feelings comes up when mom decides to be overbearing or too controlling or too intrusive or whatever the case may be. And, and kind of allow the client to have a sense of autonomy and have her own voice, right? To share right. and tell mom, this is my experience. And I don't necessarily like that. I love you for who you, for, for, for raising me, for trying to support me. However, this, the way we continue to carry this relationship is not healthy for me and, mm-hmm. and perhaps not for you either, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's having those conversations, but you know, it, it takes, it takes some time. Um, a lot of times families come in feeling that a, a one-time conversation is going to provide a solution always. And right. it's, it takes, it requires a lot of work. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. And I think it's hard to, because obviously I think people that come to you most of the time mm-hmm. are willing and they're open. Right. But most of us don't have that scenario where, mm-hmm. you know, the mom probably, she, that's just the way she was raised. That's her culture. That's the way it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always like to, you know, tell my friends, um, it's okay. Like you said, express yourself, let her know, you know, that bothers me when you say that, like you, you do know that, right, mom, like, or, you know, when I'm here with my daughters, do not bring that subject up or do not speak that way. Or I just feel like you have to communicate. Um, and at the end of the day, you, you should never have, have the expectation that you can change someone. Right. So this is what I tell when I deal with her. Right. Like you can't change her. She is who she is. So you got to learn how to navigate around her and and then ultimately set your boundaries. It's like, okay, you know, like if this is what it's going to be, then mom, you're cut off and I'm only going to see you once a week or something like, you know, I don't know. Like you think of your boundaries. Right. Because if you leave anywhere from someone, friend, whoever, and they drain you and you you (laughs) you feel depleted. Like that's it. That right there should tell you that's not good for you. And and it's okay. I want to empower you to, again, elevate your standards. 
I want you to reevaluate what you value for yourself. Don't worry about what someone else thinks. What do you value, right? Um, And if you are a parent, you have to set the standard for your kids to see that, right? So I feel doing that, then you can come back with, okay, look, we can continue, but this is what it's how it's going to be for me. Accept it or not. Right. These are the adjustments that need to be made mm-hmm. if you wish to continue to have this connection with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, and I always support my clients in identifying, like, think about it. You can only control yourself and yeah. your own reactions. Right. You can mm-hmm. you have no control over anybody else but you. Mm-hmm. So if your mom comes off as being overbearing, intrusive, etc., trying to help you raise your children, for example, is you have the right um, to like you said, draw those boundaries and remind yourself, this is who my parent is. This is who my mom is. And I have, I genuinely cannot uh, oversee how she reacts to certain things or how she manages herself. And, and that, if you let go of that and don't have that expectation, then I think it's going to make it that much easier and more fluid. Right. Yeah. I I can only imagine um, what you deal with. With uh, different situations, right? I mean, this has to like come up that that entitlement from family members, right? Like, you know, and then, you know, just expecting certain things because you are related. But I remind people, you can't choose your relatives. Right. right. <laughs> and you know what? You know? It's, it's true, Don. It's, it so much comes up that, you know, you have, you have, I find myself time and time again, having these difficult conversations and telling people it's, it's okay. If you're angry at your parent, it's okay. If you feel what you feel because Mm -hmm. you have reasons, right. You Mm -hmm. have, I get it. They're your parent, you know, and I, a lot of times culturally, you know, at least Mm -hmm. I'll speak my, my culture is culturally, you have to um, continue to have this relationship, even if it's not a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is so toxic to your emotional health that and we all have experienced it perhaps in in some ways or others but it's important to find ways to disconnect when appropriate and it's okay to do so without feeling shame and guilt right Right. yeah because you know I feel some some might because I have I will have to say cut off whether they know it or not family members Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it's because growth comes with That'll come with growth, in my opinion, okay? Um, And it's okay to purge, in a sense, right? Like, um, I just feel that there's no value in it. And it's like, okay, you may be a relative to me, but I have nothing to offer you. And you definitely are not bringing any value to my life. So I'm okay if you stay over there and I stay over here. And I have to say, um, when I was much younger, in my 20s maybe, I was like, when I would hear, because I've always worked in a field where everyone was so much older than me. And I used to think that was so sad. I'm like, but that's your mom, that's your sister or whatever. Like, that's sad. I can't imagine that. Oh, do I understand now? Life, you know, and experiences. And I just, I, I just value protecting my peace so much more, right, than anything. Um yeah. So I just remember thinking that was sad, but I, I don't anymore. And I want to empower people mostly to just create boundaries. Do you know what I mean? Just Yeah. Right. Because you want to ultimately formulate healthy relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If you have healthy relationships, then you will continue to flourish, right? You, right. you want to feed off of people who are going to give you that space of feeling 
comfortable and safe uh, to express yourself, you know, to make great connections. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. don't don't have to be blood related connections. No. And, you know, what I I wanted to say was it's in, in the context of is blood thicker than water, like as a kid, like to me, like your, your parents are everything, right? Because they brought you here. They're supposed to be your, your protector. And, and I think I have expressed this before, even on this platform, you know, like, you know, having to grow up so fast because my parents were babies having babies, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there was many times where I didn't feel as protected or valued or seen or heard all of those things. Right. Like I'm sure I grew up in the era Children are to be seen, not heard. Right. And, ooh, we all know. <laughs> I use my voice. I need to be heard. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but I was not like that as a kid, by the way. I was very quiet, right. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I grew out of my shell, like, oh, no, I'm here. Hear me roar. Like, you know, right. and that's because I didn't have that younger. But the reason why I'm saying that is it was hard. You can't imagine what it's like growing up and not feeling protected Mm -hmm. or like not having that um, confidence Mm -hmm. in your paternal um, parent. Is it, is that, did I say that right? Like, what is it like in your parents, like just having that. That Attachment. That secure attachment. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Yes. Right. Right? So then for me, it's like I took on this persona of I don't trust anybody. (laughs) Um, I'll figure it out myself. I'll do it myself. Right. And so I think a lot that that was misconstrued with, oh, she thinks she's too good or, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I want more. I value more. And and not to be funny, but this is how I and you're like, how do you tie that to that? But like, this is how I started speaking to myself in the mirror. And that's something I did on my own at like 16. And when I hear successful people now tell you, like when yes. you go to like um, workshops and stuff, they tell you, yeah. right? they tell you, look in the mirror, tell, and I tell, yes. and Talk since, to yourself. Since, yes, but I'll say, you're so pretty. I love yes. you. Like I would the things that I needed to hear. I found that within myself and people don't believe me when I say, yeah. What I think about myself is what I think. I don't expect anyone else to think that. So exactly. if I think I'm beautiful, that's what I think and feel. I don't expect, and I truly do not expect other people to say, oh, you know, you're, you're beautiful, you're pretty, whatever. You know, like I truly, because I found it within myself, mm-hmm. right? So um, people don't believe me, but I promise you, like, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative, what I think of myself is what I think. And I don't have that expectation. And it's why, because when I was younger, the expectation I had of my parents, I didn't find that in them. So then how, why would I think anyone else in this world would see me, hear me, feel me, you know what I mean? And yes. so, and I think when I tell people that they get the, they, they misunderstand it. And mm. so I'm here to explain that. And it's like, because if I didn't get that validation or attachment from my parents, right. why would anyone else want, not want to love me, by the way? It's not that because I know I'm lovable. It's just that I don't expect it because I didn't get it where I should have originally got it from. Right, right. And that can go either way because then you have people who didn't get that mm-hmm. and continuously seek for approval, who seek for affirmation from others, from validation from others. So it's interesting, right? How it worked out for you in that way. And I'm going to be brutally honest and I don't (laughs) care who's going to hear this. 
the funny part, what you say in that is, mm-hmm. and I'll say this again, and sorry if people hear this multiple times, but there's five of us, right? Girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. I'm the middle girl. And I've always said it. The first one is a girl. And I've said, oh, it's so funny. I remember one time just telling her she tried to, you know, say something about me and attention wise, right? And I turned okay. and said, yeah, I don't deny I like attention. Yes, I do. I love it when I seek it, when I want it, right? But I don't need it. And there's a difference. I like it. I don't need it. And I was like, but you need validation, my dear. I don't need validation. And my parents were sitting right there from anybody in this room, from anybody in this world, but Jesus, like God, like that is the only person I seek that from. So let's be clear here. I'm okay with liking and wanting attention. I am proud that I don't need your or their approval validation. So there's a difference. So it's so funny that like, yes, I was wired this way or whatever, however you want to think about it. I seeked it when I called for it and I like it. I, by the way, I don't like it when someone puts it on me. That's it's different. <laughs> but I can, I can stand up and command the room if I want. But right, if you right. put it on me, it's not the same. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I truly do not want, I, I truly tell you, I do not care what people say or think. I, I truly do not because I have to look in that mirror and be happy with what I see and what I feel. And if right. I, if I'm good, then that's your problem, not mine. Right. And you know, that's a, that's a, that's a great perception that you have of yourself. You don't seek for others to validate you. You don't seek for others to notice you because you have found that within yourself. Yes. And that is the biggest, I think, missing link that a lot of us experience, right? Up until the point where you realize like, wait, I need to start valuing me and mm-hmm. not hold others accountable for me and my emotions and my need for validation. No, you start yes. with yourself, right? Yes, right. But can I flip that? I do want to say, okay, because I am not sitting here. I am not perfect. I am not better than anybody by any means. I will say because I have conditioned myself, and I'm going to say condition, right? Since I've had to find it and condition myself that way, right. one thing I learned that blew my mind because I've always wondered how did my childhood experiences shape me? Like, like meaning like, like it's baggage. So when and where is that baggage going to show up in life? And how am I bringing that to my current relationships, whether it's friends, other family members, new people, um, marital, whatever, right? Even my kids. And it's always been something that, again, I, I always like psychoanalyze myself and, mm-hmm. and I used to think there's no way that I've escaped it. Like it mm-hmm. somehow has to show up in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's been the biggest fear. If I can tell you, sure. it, you know, everyone has different fears and I can tell you is my biggest fear in life is whew, when is it going to hit me? When is it going to when is it going to rear its head, right? And it's been my biggest, biggest fear. And can I tell you, it's great. And I love that I conditioned myself, but I can tell you in order, the, re, the how I did that, and I didn't realize this till later in learning and is when I was younger, in order to survive, like your body, like tell me, not your body, well, your body, but your mind goes into survival modes and we protect ourselves differently, right? So, and that's a whole nother podcast, I'm sure, right? So for me, I can tell you, for me, I 
had to remove the emotions Mm -hmm. from the situation, from my childhood, right? So in order for me, like my, for my brain to get through and accept what was, what was happening, what I could not control and change, I had to take the emotion out. Mm -hmm. What I did not realize is then I became very guarded and emotionless, right? And so, and on top of that, you guys, I learned later in life through my, um, you know, guilty pleasure of reality TV, (laughs) that your emotions are attached to feelings. Yes. Right? So whether they're good, bad, exciting, um, scary, whatever, right? All your feelings, they're attached to an emotion. Yes. So there's a lot I don't remember or I choose not to remember because remember to protect myself as that child, I had to remove the emotion out of it. Right. So and since I didn't have an emotion, I don't remember because I removed that emotion because right. I've, I mean, when I became a mom, I remember my daughter being three and I'm like asking my uncle, like, what don't I like? Why don't I remember things? Like I don't have memory. Like why? Like, is it, I mean, I know there's certain things that are bad, but was it worse than that? Because like, how do I not have these memories like that everyone else has have? And I realized, oh my God, because I took the emotion out. And so there was nothing to attach it to, to remember. Right. So now I I bring that in because it reared his head in my life last year when I realized I did not, I was not emotionally showing up for my husband and my kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that was groundbreaking for me because I didn't see it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always in this protective mode, go, 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 do, 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 right. that I never realized emotionally I wasn't there. Right. Like, because I'm my love language is action, not words. Because why? Mm-hmm. I have parents that promised things that they, they did not fulfill. So I don't want to hear what you say you're going to do. I don't want to hear what you feel. Right. I want to see it. Why? Mm-hmm. Right? Because of what I experienced, right? But mm-hmm. then I didn't realize that's all that I was giving right. is the action. Mm-hmm. But isn't that interesting? You just said a few minutes ago that your biggest fear is, is wondering how this is going to show up. And I figured it out. Yes, it peered his head. Can you believe that? It peeked his head and said, this is how. Um, but, you know, and that's all. We, we all have these coping mechanisms, right? This is how you dealt with your circumstances. This is how a lot of people deal with that is mm-hmm. I will protect myself by uh, not remembering certain situations that I don't want to remember because they're too Mm -hmm. painful. So I'll remove Mm -hmm. the emotion, which then doesn't allow, like you said, your Mm -hmm. memory to remember that because why would you want to remember difficult moments? So, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So can I don't need validation. Okay. But can I just say like, (laughs) you have to agree that with no degree and no license, yes, (laughs) the things that I'm able to like, really sit back evaluate like yeah and you know what though you have life experience which is something that textbooks cannot teach you yeah yeah life experience is everything and Mm -hmm. and that's why you know you bringing this to the table and you shedding light and and doing the work that you're doing done with being you know yes it's amazing because by the yes this is what this is your calling this is what you feel more most comfortable with you're thriving in it because yes. you have life experience. And, and can I and honestly, 
Yes. And I've been a life coach longer than what I even realized. And um, when I was, um, I got certified, nothing big. It's, you know, there's different levels and different types of certifications and all that. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I got an online one, did the course, whatever. Right. But when I was thinking about it, it's like, and I just, cause I just want to feel official and I wanted to feel like, okay, look, I put time and effort and I did pay money, whatever. Right. Just to validate myself or whatever. Right. So, um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm like, wow. Like I know why I, I have value because of my experience. I know what I have overcome. Um, but to what you just said, that's what drives me because at the end of the day, I do have life experience and um, I feel this is why I like to think of myself. I am a well-rounded individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I think that I don't expect you. <laughs> um, but that really is what drove me and drives me to be a life coach. And I know I have the tools and I have what it takes to help someone to be in the present. Okay. To be in the present and to, you know, set those goals and achieve, you know, because sometimes I'll say their life coaching and therapy are different, but it's still, I feel, I still feel it's a form of therapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I just, I did want to say that because I, I am, you know, and I'm enjoying being a life coach. I love it. Um, and I feel like maybe you'll agree with me this was meant to be is blood thicker than water. But at the end of the day, the reason why I brought this up is because this is what's driving me. Right. And um, my past experiences and how I've dealt with them and overcome them. And, and um, so I don't know if people feel like, wait, the conversation went in a different direction, but I love that. That's the, that's the point. And and it, and it's come back full circle then at the end of the day, it, it is, is your connections, do you continue to sustain a connection that's not healthy to you? And why do we formulate these connections? Yeah. This goes back to or derives to your upbringing, the relationships, the people that were around you, who you surrounded yourself, shapes your views. And then fast forward, here you are, a grown full woman who is full of experiences and resilience, right? Which yes. I like and I appreciate that you're teaching others about that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, that 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 is my goal. Um, so my breakaway tip would be to raise your standards, evaluate, you know, reflect on your values. Mm-hmm. Start with that, you know, because I know what we're saying can be very foreign to some, some people, you know, sure. but start there. You know what I mean? Like start with raising, you know, stop accepting less people. Like I don't understand. Don't accept less. Okay. And I don't go change your whole life. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Just start with a little step. I always say that just start with, with something that, that just, you just cannot tolerate like <laughs> that one little thing and, and just, you know, go from there, build on that. Like it took me 43 years to get here. Do you know what I mean? So it's not going to happen overnight. Be patient with yourself and those around you, you know, but the breakaway tip again would be, please go back, evaluate your standards reflect on your, on your values. And then I'm telling you, you can then start to take inventory, assess and go from there. And just because someone is genetically (laughs) has your, you share DNA, doesn't mean you have to tolerate the toxicity. You don't. And just because you had a friend for 20 years, I'm sorry, that doesn't warrant anything, you know? So I empower you to to break away from what no longer serves you, mm-hmm. find that joy and live your best life. That's for you to determine. Yes, 
I love that, Don. Thank you so Thank much you. for bringing this awareness Thank and this conversation you. and this topic. Yes, and we'll have so much more to come, but I, I appreciate your insights. And obviously, this is a form of therapy for me. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, talk to you guys soon. Thank, thank you. you Bye.